The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome back again to the Spiritual Freedom Show and today we're crossing over the ocean about as far as we could cross on this physical plane to New Zealand and I'm delighted to say that we're joined by Tanya Solberg again. She's been on the show before. She's a very active staff member of the Ethereum Society. She's based of course at our New Zealand branch in Auckland which I've had the great pleasure to visit on three occasions. Uh, in fact, even before it was founded, I was privileged to go over there and visit that area for the Ethereum Society. So she's the guest on the show today. She works as a chartered accountant. She's been teaching workshops on a range of spiritual development subjects for over 20 years. And today, she's going to be talking about an aspect of the fourth freedom, enlightenment. So we'll start with the extract she's chosen by Mars Sector 6, through the mediumship of Dr. George King. I know this, that enlightenment is freedom from ignorance. Ignorance is the result of the complication and devised by a terrestrial man. Therefore, enlightenment is simplicity. Note that. Use that as the text of form your a contemplation and eventually, when meditation is possible, much will be revealed. Note this. Enlightenment cannot dawn while the clouds of indiscrimination cover the skies of your mentality. A discriminate. You have been told how to do this. Do it. And go into enlightenment. I chose this extract because when I first started on my spiritual path, I was very ignorant and had not learnt how to discriminate. In my late teens and early twenties, I became interested in metaphysics, beginning with reincarnation and life after death, 
and I began to read books that were channeled messages from the spirit realms and then started attending meetings of someone purporting to channel a space intelligence from the Pleiades. I indiscriminately took these messages at face value and when they told of meteorites that were going to hit the earth and dates when this would occur, I moved out of the city into the countryside and stockpiled food. Well, as you can see, the date came and went, and the catastrophe did not occur. This was a big lesson in my life. But it didn't turn me from the spiritual path. I just learnt to discriminate better. I realised that the channeled messages I had previously listened to had been filled with half-truths. These half-truths had lulled me enough, in my ignorance, to believe everything that had been said. I came back to the city and was introduced to the Aetherius Society and the first book I read was The Nine Freedoms. What a world of difference from the previous vague, airy-fairy, lovey-dovey channeled messages I had heard. The profound depth of the teachings from Mars Sector 6 resonated within me as truth. And from the clear simplicity and logic of the explanations given by Dr King, I realised that he was a very advanced spiritual master. In fact, every teaching you listen to from Dr. King is so clearly and logically given that it makes such perfect sense. I began to understand that in order to channel the great spiritual beings from other planets, the channel themselves must be highly advanced in their own right and have gone through a period of intense yogic training in order to raise their consciousness to such a high level before the cosmic masters could speak through them. I know now that the Pleiadian messages I had previously listened to had been through an untrained trance medium who were unfortunately deluding not only many other people but also themselves by the astral entities who were using them. Mars Sector 6 gave a stupendous transmission in 1956 entitled Judge a Man and he began by saying these words Ye men of terror Beware of false prophets due to rise among you. Beware of pretty flowers which contain the poison of dishonesty, the vile perfume of fear within their apparently beautiful centres. And then he said these words on how to evaluate whether a person or master is worthy of being followed. Judge a man by results. Judge a man by his detachment. Judge a man by his love for all. Judge a man by his acceptance and knowledge of oneness. Judge a man by his wisdom. Judge a man by his cosmic logic. Judge a man by a sacrifice, not for himself, not for his wife, not for his family, but for the whole world, your world. These are the ways to judge. Judge well, ye men of terror, and when ye find one who passes the test of your judgment, then follow such a one even to your death, and return again, and follow him to your death a second time, and return even a third time, and follow him to your death a third time. 
This, and only this, O men of terror, is the true spirit that will save you from self-destruction. Well, Dr. George King has certainly set the benchmark for me as to what a spiritual master should be. And because of this, nearly 30 years later, I am still following this great man. Thank you so much, Tanya. Very fitting words, because in two days, of course, we celebrate the birth date on Earth of Dr. George King. And that those words, I think, Darren, absolutely sum him up. Those words by Mars Sector 6. Totally. A, a, an awesome celebration of the master, I think, in those words and in her experience, you know, and, and um, how his, his presence in her life has completely changed and given her that wisdom to... Um, to follow with discrimination. Yeah, and of course, one thing that you can see there, it was very honest, I thought, of Tanya to spell all that out. Very. And well done her for having that really wretched experience and then staying on the path and finding the totally. true message because some people would give up at that Definitely. point. And I think that's the whole idea of it. I think the dark forces in particular, not every false medium or inaccurate medium is just a result of the dark forces it can be just their own uncontrolled imagination or inability to be a a proper medium but there's a deliberate plan here as well by dark forces to use untrained people who aren't even probably really mediums much at all some of them are some of them are but they're definitely not advanced ones and delete delude people to put them off the path and that's the aim of it so well done to um, to Tanya for having that experience and then coming back and finding the truth and for sharing those very, very uh, deep uh, findings that she had, which she has lived. And she has lived it, as she said, there for 30 years and still is, and I'm sure will into the future and on into future lives too, we hope. Uh, and I apply that to all of us, by the way. Uh, this is just a beginning, yeah. this life. Yeah. So, Darren... Do we have our question for the week, Darren Ball, our producer? We certainly do. I'll just just say there, just to tack on the end of what you said. Um, you know, it's so true what you said about this kind of turning people from the path and that kind of being the point of it to one extent or another. Because uh, I came across someone just the other day. You know, I was sharing some some uh, you know some things on um, on TikTok and whatnot about spirituality, some different insights that I'd learned from the teachings, and their reaction was like, "Oh, this is all nonsense. I've been down that path," and you know, and I was like, "Wow, this person probably had some really bad experience somewhere, somewhere else, mm-hmm. with someone who really wasn't." you know, all about truth. And um, they've now been turned away from it. And that's very, very sad. Yeah, um, exactly. I think. Yeah. So anyway, yes, if you do have a question, um, we'd love to hear from you. If you do have a comment, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're tuning in for the first time, you can find out more about the Nine Freedoms, Mars Sector 6, uh, Dr. George King, and the Nine Freedoms by visiting our website, ethereus.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. Write to us if you'd like, spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. So this is a question I picked up on uh, YouTube the other day from someone who asked the following. What does it mean to have a higher level of consciousness? What is a level? What's higher than another? Is it something intellectual? And what or who is an example of it? Well, uh, very good question. Very important question. Um, What it actually means, if you like, from a technical point of view, that knowingly or unknowingly, a person of higher consciousness is activating their higher psychic centers or chakras. Um, that's exactly what it is, and raising, at least partially, the kundalini more into the higher chakras because we are dominated by most of us through the lives, actually, the lower centers. 
It's not that the lower centers are bad in their correct place. They're absolutely essential. They're part of the journey. It's just that they've been activated, overactivated to the detriment of the higher sentence, centers. Hence, lower consciousness prevails. And then again, to be technical, when Kundalini rises up the front of the body and activates them instead of the back of the body, uh, you know, in order to gain pleasures, delights, a basic materialistic thought, and so on, and be subject to the fears and doubts that are fed into us uh, through conditioning of various kinds. Uh, of course, lower consciousness has you in its grip. We can become a prisoner uh, of it. Um, and as I think Vivian Gibson in a recent show said, it quoted William Blake as uh, something along the lines, it manacles the mind. Um, but we can. the whole point of the nine freedoms is to free us from that. And the things that will lead to higher consciousness of course, are things like we're doing here. The more you think about the nine freedoms, the more deeply you go into it, uh, the more you uh, meditate upon uh, the words, some of the words we heard today from Mars Sector 6, enlightenment is simplicity. That is a practice. That's not just a thought. We can contemplate and meditate on those three words and great truths will come to us. And the more, of course, above all, we pray and do mantra, do a proper control system of breathing, all these things will start to raise our consciousness. And we have to do this while living in the world. As Master Theorist put it, service amid the clatter. Uh, we have to live in this world of lower consciousness while simultaneously raising ourselves towards higher consciousness. Um, and, you know, there are many ways. And I, although I mentioned there the Kundalini and the chakras, I'm not suggesting everyone who has higher consciousness knows about that. But those are some of the ways, Darren, that they'll bring it about, even if they're not aware of the function of their nadis, the Kundalini and the chakras. Yeah, I think what's really interesting about the technical side of the description that you've given is that a lot of people think that, you know, this higher level of consciousness, is this like an abstract concept? But no, it's actually that's very empirical in the sense that you can actually experience this for yourself and you can prove it to yourself. And that direct knowledge of this experience will show to you what this really means. True. Um, more so than any theory or philosophy even or, or, or someone just talking to you about it, which is a, a great point also that I know Dr. King has made many times. And of course, the number one way to raise your consciousness, to manipulate karma, to actually un in an unforced way raise the kundalini is service because service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. 